I've met the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've never seen her before. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Love Island cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. It's great to speak to you. You know what? You always introduce me as your very good friend, but I want to work to the point where you do love me. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be gained over a matter of time, Dave. I'm sorry. We'll get there. We'll get there, son. Now, I've got to say, I was slightly disappointed with this episode, Chris, because we didn't get the Cameron rap um, to try and pull it back from the fire. But we did get some kind of uncomfortable questioning. So, I mean, what do you make of that to start off with? I just think a dad, like, I mean, we're all, we've got daughters, we both have, we, we are protective of them. Uh, I get that, Dave, you know, you'd run through anything for them, wouldn't you? But um, I don't know whether it was just a bit of a setup on the, for the, the script to them being a couple because I don't know, he, he didn't go after in the way I thought he would. He threw a few questions in there and, and obviously Cameron mentioned that he'd been in a mixed race relationship previously and sort of understands, you know, what could come. Uh, I, I did think though, as you said about the rap though, the fact that he was in a fucking studio I was thinking, go on, just ask me for a couple of bars or something. Go on. Oh, give him Drop me a else. beat, dad. Yeah, yeah, go on. Just give me a little bit of summer. Go on. I've been hearing all this stuff about you fucking were in some group. Go on. Give and we didn't get it, but it did look like proper David Brent, like we were going to get it, but we didn't. I don't know. He seemed to fall. I think you're right. This episode was a bit fucking boring, to be honest. There was only a couple of bits that we'll talk about that got me. The rest of it was just quite mundane, really. I think, you know, when you watch series, some of the episodes are like table setting. They're setting all the pieces. They're, they're moving the chess pieces around the board and getting everything ready. So I actually think quite a lot happened without it being overly dramatic. It, it was a quieter episode all around, wasn't it? But I mean, yeah. so, so for me, there's plenty to get through. So we'll move off this very, very quickly. But I actually thought, you know, uh, Lauren's dad there could have given him a much harder time than he actually did. Um, you know, he's very proud of his heritage and everything. And he, he was just, you know, making sure it was, it was on the table there. But I, I did cringe when he when he uttered that line, you know, because I thought Cameron did okay. But you know, when sometimes the right thing to say is to just be quiet. <laughs> and when he says like, "I want to work to the point where you do love me," you know? oh my god, <laughs> dad, I forgot about that. Lauren's yeah. dad is just like, oh, "Shut the fuck up! What am I doing?" What is my yeah. daughter doing? <laughs> yeah. Why would you even say that to somebody though, Dave? It's verbal diarrhea, I think, isn't it? You know, he's just, he pro- I, I can't imagine he looks back at that recording himself and doesn't cringe. <laughs> it's just such a bad line at such a bad time. But, um, I mean, what, what did you make to the, uh, the whole wedding dress and the, the wedding suits sort of fittings and everything? Because, again, there was quite a lot of dialogue there, quite a lot of side conversations that I think, you know, were clues in terms of, like, who's going to last out and who's not. I, I, I think what's interesting, right, is I know we, we've, we've poked a lot of fun at Mark, but Mark needs to fucking realise that every single person was there, especially his mate, <laughs> like... 
There is warning signs, red fucking flags. There is smoke coming from your fucking suit, you dick. Don't marry this girl because that's exactly what I was getting. It was just like they were trying to lead him into conversation, weren't they? And he wasn't biting. And, and then what makes it better is as he's defending her and like defending his decision to get with uh, Jessica, his fucking eyes go wider and wider. He's like a fucking saucepan by the time he's finished <laughs> his conversation. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, his mate isn't bought in, is he? I've wrote down in my notes here, it says, uh, Mark says, the age is going to have its challenges. No, Mark, your fiancé not being interested in you at all is the main challenge. But, you know, when when Mark's talking to his mate there, and you can see Barnett in the, you know, just behind looking on, and he's like, you've not got a clue. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you know i don't know again he's he's gonna have to surely look back at this and say what the fuck was i on <laughs> you know because yeah i mean he is determined isn't he you know god loves a trying. by god he's trying yeah but i mean like i said to you dave it's gone beyond I, I, look i'd be amazed if they're they're the one couple that i am just completely i have not even a percentage of agreement that they're even going to get to whatever happens on the last episode because I just can't see this going on. Everywhere you turn, there's something wrong. The other couples, these ones I don't really believe in, but however, there's still something there. You know, these two, it's just completely wrong. And he's looking like a fucking doormat the more this goes on for me, Dave. And I, and I know... It's easy to say as someone viewing it, and we've all done it, and I've to told the lie, and I do it on a, on a daily occurrence <laughs> day. But, um, but genuinely, there's nothing there between them as a relationship, and I just find it weirder and weirder when I see them together now. Again, I, I do think they're the entertainment of the series. I, I think without them, it wouldn't be as entertaining. But, I mean, sticking on Jessica for a while, I, I said a, a few days ago that, you know, every word that comes out of her mouth is bollocks. And what I found very odd, putting the dress on, right, obviously had some kind of effect. You could you could see it in her face, like she was thinking, oh, shit. You know, it was like fucking Mark when he was lying on, be- on the bed in his boxer shorts. It was that same fear in her face. And then she says to the camera, like, well, you know, I don't want there to be anything left on the table. So I'm thinking, right, she's going to make her play for Barnett now. And obviously we get that set up. And it was set up, wasn't it? It's like, right, let's get the cameras over here. Right, Jessica, you wait there. We'll send Barnett over. So it was all set up. But but then the conversation goes. And and Barnett says, I kind of got the impression you were having regrets about us. She does an absolute 180 to then, oh my God. And she's even saying it to the camera. So not just to Barnett. She's like, I'm mortified that they would think that. Why would they think that I've got regrets about Barnett? And it's like, well, because we've all got eyes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's bizarre that she convinces herself now that, you know, she's all in with Mark and, and, you know, it was all, it was all a misunderstanding. Probably she thinks, you know, she had a bit too much wine and and I just find it bizarre how someone can lie to themselves like that and, and just be convincing to themselves. Yeah. I I totally agree because I was fucking sat there going, this is utter shit. You can't, whatever, obviously at this point in for them, 
There's no, this hasn't come out. There's no edited shows. You don't know how it's going to play out. Now, it's either she gets that fucking levered that she just does not remember anything of the night before. And don't get me wrong, she looked like that a few times on this series so far. <laughs> She's not looking wasted. But I, honestly, I, for once, I was actually dumbstruck because I was sat there thinking, I don't even know what to say to this. She's actually fucking deluded. She's made a play. She's tried to knock Barnett off going with Amber. And... I honestly don't get it. She, she's made everything possible. She's been with him. She's been hugging him. You could even see Amber and um, Mark were really, really like weird. One they hugged each other the other night mm-hmm. when they were like they're over there talking. I just don't get it. I honestly don't get what she's doing. She's fucking bizarre, Dave. And you're right. She's obviously gone through life doing this sort of shit, to be honest. And then realizing how embarrassed. She's probably really embarrassed and thinking, I've not done that. You know, one of them, like, yeah, she's convinced yeah. herself she wasn't that bad. Because Barnett, as much as he's got nothing about him, really, in my eyes, he done nothing wrong. He was just saying what we were all thinking. And the fact that he tackled yeah. her head on, I thought, respect to him for that, to be honest. But she's fucking deluded. It definitely is. Now, most of the time, I mean, it's been pretty entertaining to watch Mark nail Jelly to the wall. Um, But actually, I thought he pulled a blinder there where, you know, he could sort of recognize at least that it's not going too well. So he tried to take it back to the pods and he set up dinner in the two um, two different rooms. Yeah. And that was the first time outside the pods that I think we've seen them actually have a connection. Since they came out of the pods, they've not really got on, you know, I I don't think, or or certainly haven't, you know, connected. So I I just thought that was really interesting. And again, we've seen it with some of the other couples, haven't we, where suddenly when when things are going bad and they're not communicating, they go back to this kind of pod type situation. I, I just find it really, really kind of interesting. Yeah, because that's what we said, didn't we, about Gina and Damien a couple of episodes ago. When, uh, yeah. was it last episode, sorry, when she said about the sex and stuff, and she was, and then eventually he, she ended up, he jumped all over it, didn't he? So it worked. <laughs> so I don't know. It's fucking phony as fuck. However, Dave, Jessica, let's part that for today because it's just it's a daily occurrence with her at the moment, unfortunately. Now, We've all had relationships, Dave. We've been with different people. You know, you've, you've, you've experimented. You've done different things. I don't remember me ever talking to a lady uh, at any point in my life and telling her basically how I like to orgasm. Oh, my oh, God. Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. Definitely wanted to tell fucking Kenny. That was the most ridiculous conversation I've ever heard. Uh, you've... Like if I was in that conversation, Chris, I'm slightly lost for words now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Chris, I would be shit in that conversation because I think I would revert to a 10-year-old boy at that point. I mean, I, I just I found it a bit bizarre. And, and, you know, old Kenny was saying, oh, you know, I've never had anyone describe it to me in that sort of detail. I, I, I do find it a bit bizarre. It's just, I don't know. Um, what do you think to that, Chris? It's fucking weird. I mean, that, I've not doubted their relationship at all through this series, but when you are being so meticulous over something, it's fine being prepared and, and you know, you, you have a plan on what you're doing, but you still don't have a plan about what fucking, how are you going to come to an orgasm? I've never fucking seen anything like <laughs> it. It was just like, 
it's not going to work. Kenny's going to get fucking Brewers droop and he's definitely not going to be able to perform. Um, <laughs> tell you what, if he wasn't nervous before, he fucking is now. <laughs> <laughs> like, how old is he? Left a bit, left a bit. Just, <laughs> yeah, just about there. Yeah, go on then, carry on. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? But I mean, that, you know, that a bit of guidance is, is okay. Um, it, it's the verbal description of it that I find odd. Very odd. Why does he just get him a biology book and go, look, have a look at this on the Kama Sutra, see what you can come up with. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean it just is is he going to get a breakdown after? Is he going to get like a lessons learned and a, and a report card? <laughs> does that work the same way? You know, like see me, like when you see at school and you fucked up. Does he get like the same... <laughs> Think can he have a chat with her and go? Well, actually, I like you tickling me balls or something. If you don't mind, him. Why would you, you just wouldn't. You wouldn't do that sort of stuff, would you? It's yeah, not- I, 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 I was uh, a bit, um, <laughs> bit blown away by that. You know, but not in a good way. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> amazing, let's, amazing. Let's see what happens. I mean, we've got two episodes left, Chris. You know, she rolls out with a, a big smile on her face, and you know. Kenny gives the yeah. old high five to someone, and then he's he's nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking childish, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> to tell you. Um, so what else? I think I tell you what, Chris. I might be coming round to your way of thinking on Amber and Barnett, and I think the first half of the series, I, I just thought they looked you know, pretty perfect for each other. And I guess they, they probably are, but that's not because they're a good functioning pair of individuals. Um, I think Amber's getting under Barnett's skin a little bit. He, he made a comment about her burning through Netflix seasons. Yeah. And um, I think she was saying, you know, she was figuring out the wedding planning uh, while burning through a bottle of wine or something. Or bo- was it a bottle or a bottle? A bottle of wine. It was a bottle <laughs> of wine. <laughs> yeah. And you can sort of see in Barnett's face that he's like, hang about, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm not sure what I'm signing myself up for here. Yeah. You know what it, it was like, Dave, and it's a great description what you've just done. It's like the old classic when I was a kid and I still do it sometimes. It's something you sort of like, I'll get a list of stuff to do and I'm pretty active. You know me, I do all the cooking, clean, everything, ironing, all that shit and shopping and stuff. And, and uh, I get it all out the way and get it done. I'm one of these people, if I got it to do, it's done because I can't like leave it for hours and I'll mm. get stuff done. But there's sometimes when I'm like, oh shit, I've forgotten that. And literally, you know, like the old doing your homework on your way to school. It's, I, I think she sat there all day watching fucking uh, Stranger Things or whatever. And then 10 minutes before Barnett comes in from like his <laughs> 10, 11 hour shift, she gets the Hoover out. It's like, oh, I've got this is the third time I've done this today. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's bullshit. What's she doing going on Google for five minutes to work out where she's getting married? It's absolute shit. Because don't forget, you say the wedding planning, Dave. I'm pretty certain that the show's going to organise whatever happens on this wedding. Uh, well, that's thing. what I thought. I, I, again, I, I wasn't sure if it was like a little exercise for them to do, you know, because like you say, surely the show is going to sort all out. Yeah, but she, well, she's going. To, he's going to work, Karen. His normal life, and she's doing what she said. Oh, I have to work when I feel like it. So basically, she's not worked since she's met Barnett by the sounds yeah. of it. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, she was in the military. She's she's an engineer, isn't she? So yeah, yeah. You'd have thought that it wouldn't be that difficult to find work. So no. you know, it's obviously I, I clever. Know. 
And, that, and, and look, the one thing, sorry, Dave, to cut, off, to cut yeah, you off yeah. there, sorry. What I was going to say is the one thing I'll give her a cut her a bit of slack of is you don't know whether she's suffering with some trauma that isn't on the show because of the army. You don't know what she's seen. So I'll give her that. I, I could never imagine that. And I'm not trying to bring it down, but you just don't know if she's suffering from like PTSD or something. And, and her way of masking it is doing what she does sort of thing. I'm not sure. She could just be a lazy yeah. fucker, but you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I appreciate the way you pissed on my chips there. <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to say the same? <laughs> no, just, just I was trying to make light of it, and you brought it down to that. So. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> if it is that, I'm going to feel really bad, aren't I? So, hence pissing on my jibs. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, Chris, today we have a review to read out. We do. I kind of forgot about uh, the last episode. So this one is podcast better than the other shows, question mark. I only discovered this podcast on the winter version of Love Island, and I'm now going back and listening to their thoughts on last summer's season five. Chris and Dave tell it as it is, and they are so funny, especially when they talk about their own lives. They have recently started reviewing Love is Blind, so now I'm going to have to watch that too. So that's that's no going out, social distancing sorted for the next couple of days. Keep up the good work. I listen while I'm walking the dog and get strange looks sometimes when I laugh out loud. But who cares? Lol. And that is from Mrs. Wales, Chris. (laughs) That is absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much for that. It is nice. And we've actually had two emails over the weekend. Uh, One of them is in relation to Love is Blind, which I'm going to read out first. And the second one's regarding uh, someone who's going back and watching the old UK Love Island. That's currently on Love Island Series 2, Dave. I know you've not seen that. But the first one's from Victor in Canada. Listen to this podcast basically gets me through work daily. I really do appreciate y'all. Been listening since the first Love Island season podcast. I wasn't going to watch Love is Blind, but I was pleasantly surprised to see you guys back so y'all left me no choice. I had to watch it. The only couples I think should get married is Cameron and Lauren, Kelly and Kenny. The rest can fuck off. P.S. I really think they should watch <laughs> Temptation Island. Victor from Canada. So Victor, <laughs> a man of great taste, my friend. Thank you very much. Now, the second email's from um, Anna. And she's like, I, mean, I can't read a, a second name out there because it's a fantastic name, but I'll really just absolutely bastardize it. So apologies, Anna. But anyway, it says... Getting to this late, and she's actually said, Dear Christian Dave. Now, that usually means I'm getting trouble when someone does my full name, but I really appreciate that. Especially if Sam calls me Christian, that means I'm getting a bollocking. Anyway, as we all are on lockdown for COVID-19, my husband and I send our best wishes to you and yours for everyone's, uh, for everyone's safety, health, and well-being. We're all in this together, and she's right. Thank you for that, Anna. Additionally, and this is talking about season two of the UK Love Island. Scott and I have started watching Love Island season two. My sweet Lord, this season is epic and virtually unrecognisable from later seasons of the show. The smoking, the drinking, the non-stop late night extracurriculars. If we'd known this was what the series had, had to offer, we would have started years ago. In brief, Dan looks like a time traveller from George Michael video set in 92. Zara and Tom both have jawlines so sharp they could cut diamonds. Rikard and Olivia, six feet from Rachel, my God. Our future holds few distinctions, but I think we can say with certainty that this is the escapism we needed just when we needed it. Wishing you all the best from Canada again. So thank you, Anna. And I know, Dave, reading that email means absolutely nothing to you, but I'm hoping some of the listeners uh, will understand it. And obviously, Dave, with us being on lockdown, there's no reason why you can't go back and watch the other look. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I was going to say, I'm not that certain there's going to be a next season. So <laughs> yeah, might, with all this social to. distancing, we might have to go back to the old seasons and work through. We might have to, to be honest. That's a very good point, actually, Dave. But no, thank you again for them emails, Victor and Anna. Really appreciate it. And like they've done, if you want to email us, the loveislandcast at gmail.com. And also, if you want to catch us on Twitter, at Love Island Cast. And if you get a chance, drop us a review like we've just had there from Lady Wales, which is a great name, Dave. So, Dave, thank you so much for today. Another great episode. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye now. <laughs>